you are listening to the Calamity Vault, where we play every indie RPG one week at a time. Or we try to, anyway. This month's game is Goblin Errands by Shark Bomb Studios. We're having a lighthearted good time in this one, and we hope you do too. Alright everybody, welcome to Goblin Errants. I will be your tall person for today. I am Maggie and I my pronouns are she her. Hi, my name is Avery. My pronouns are they them. Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Emily. And hi, I'm Juliana, and my pronouns are your problem. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So this is Goblin Errands. Um a system that most people almost certainly will not have heard of. Maggie is our tall person. Do you want to give a soft pitch for the game? Yes, so Goblin Errands is an indie RPG, obviously, um, about living as um, small, zany goblins in the outskirts of society. So we all, well, I'm your tall person, so you're, I'm your game master. Um, this is called the TP in the book, and all the players play as kind of flighty, fun goblins who... Um, are trying to perform a very simple task, but are faced with challenges because they live in a world that was not built for them. It's a dice pool system. It's very rules light, which very much is something that we like to play. And I hope you have fun with it. I'm not going to tell you what errands you're running specifically. You'll find that out within the game itself. But you guys will all be siblings. Um, and it is the day that your mom gets married. And as we all know, um, the days of weddings are hectic and everything goes wrong. So hopefully you guys in your singular brain cell can do something to help your mom out. <laughs> Am I going to get triggered? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> there, will, there will be no musical mishaps here. <laughs> as long as it's not the DJ. Oh, if it's the DJ, it's very simple. We all stack one on top of the other and just shoot them dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I have made this a, a DJ-free one-shot. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I think any wedding can be benefited from a stack, a stack of goblins. <laughs> That's true. Um, so what I'm most curious about is which playbooks we're all going to be playing, because every single one of them is so good. Um, can we read out the overviews just because they're delightful? <laughs> yes. Why don't I do a quick overview of rule systems? And then let's get into character classes. Classes is, is a loose term. Um, I'm just using classes because that's generally what people default to. Like I said before, this is a, D, uh, a D6 dice pooling system. Um, when you try to perform an action, you will be picking a stat. And then you have, will have a number associated with that stat. And you'll roll as many dice as you have in that stat. According to the situation, you might get more or less than that if someone's helping you out, or if it's a particularly difficult thing to do. Each goblin has six stats, and I am pulling them up in the book right now. Hands, eyes, frame, legs, mouth, and heart! Yes, so you have your hands. Um, this is, as the book says, for holding, building, throwing, breaking, or grabbing things, so anything you might do with your hands. You have legs, which is for being quick, running, climbing, jumping, or kicking stuff. 
eyes, sensing the world, you know, per- perception, making connections or gaining insight to people, things that you would look at and how you perceive the world. Mouth is for talking, such as persuasion or something like that, singing, pleading, and of course, eating or spitting. So this isn't just about, you know, saying words. It's also um, how far can you spit or, you know, can you eat this bowl of screws, like stuff like that. So those are your four primary stats. And then you have frame. This is feats of strength and physical power. All goblins have a stat of zero in frame. This means that you will always roll zero dice in a frame roll. This is because goblins are small and they are not very strong. So they have to figure out other ways around their problems rather than just brute forcing their way through things. This brings us to our other stat, which is heart. This stat is always infinity. This is for things of energy, endurance, and toughness. This means that you will always success on a role that has to do with the heart. So if you can argue something is with heart, then you will automatically succeed. Um, how this translates is that you will automatically get two successes in your dice pool if you do a heart roll. There are four levels, five levels of success. So there's zero successes, which is a spectacular fail. You have one success, which is a partial succeed with great effort. Two successes is just a standard success. Three successes is a profound success. And four is an impressive success with something extra. You can um, also do group rolls. So if we decide to do something as an entire party, you can all roll together and everybody has to succeed individually for it to totally succeed. However, anybody who over succeeds, so say you roll four, four dice and they all succeed, you can pass on two of your extra successes to another person so that they, if they will not no successes, then they can have some and that will bring up your whole average group roll. You can also do help actions, which is donating a die to somebody else, but you have to justify how you're helping them. We have one last mechanic in this game. It's called the focus. So the focus is, and I hope everybody brought their spoons with them. Spoon. Here's audio of me tapping a spoon on the mic. I'll tap it on my laptop. Oh, are we ASMRing this? Behold. ASMR. I have a fork from lunch. (laughs) (laughs) A fork. The fork from lunch also works. I want you to incorporate this into the game, Juliana. I like that your focus token is different than all of ours. (laughs) (laughs) True ADHD solidarity here. (laughs) So the focus is a is a central mechanic of the game. So as we proceed through the game, technically, there's only one focus between all of you. Since we're playing remotely, you each have one and you can only grab it when you're given it. Someone gets the focus when basically they steal the scene. So if you say something funny or memorable or um, especially witty, then you, we can assign that player the focus. Anybody can assign the focus. I have final say, obviously. But this is something I encourage that if you think that somebody deserves the focus, just say that they deserve the focus. Um, you can use the focus to perform certain actions on your character sheet, um, which we will look at when we build characters. Once you use it, it's you've You've lost it. It's only one use until you get it back again. If you don't use it by the time someone else grabs the focus, you have one chance to use it right then and there, and then you've lost it. If you don't have the focus and you want to use the focus, you can overextend yourself. So this is a mechanic where you will do the action that you've described. I will roll a d6, and if I roll a 5 or a 6, you guys succeed. And if I roll a 1 through 4, you guys will fail. I don't have to tell you what I roll until it matters. 
All right. That's that's the rules of the game. That's it, really. This is a very yes and system, so please go all in. I don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> so there's eight character archetypes in Goblin Errands. I'm going to do like the short version of what they are. So there's the rowdy. You're courageous and resourceful. You like to take things apart and sometimes even put them back together. You know, your small body can make things difficult. So you found a way to compensate. Clever tools or machines are your specialty. The rascal is mischievous and nimble. Likes to explore the world. Often means sticking nose into places it's not supposed to be in. But no worries. You're at least as good as getting out of trouble as getting into it. That's a very roguish kind of archetype. There's the Wizwart, curious and literate. You like to understand the world and its workings. You are accumula- you have accumulated enough understanding to have mastered a small measure of magic. The Rambler, you're affable and delightful. Consummate entertainer, antics are often cute or charming enough to avoid unwanted consequences. Love to make new friends and tell stories with words, song, or maybe even dance. The Ratter is wild and watchful. Knack for understanding beings and their behaviors. You make friends with the small creatures of the city and wilderness that are often ignored, and you can count on each other. The high speaker is helpful and honored. You can talk to a god of sorts. <laughs> it can help you perform miracles to bless, to guide, and even to curse those who would do you harm to you and yours. The square is serious and steady. The straight man in a company of fools. Looking at you, Avery. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm extremely drawn to it. <laughs> It makes you good at withstanding change and interacting with the serious and boring parts of the tall world. And then the nibbler is harmonious and hungry, in tune with their surroundings and know that everything is one. It lets you talk to the world around you, but also lets you truly understand that you are what you eat. If you devour something, you can transform yourself and gain new abilities. Whew. Yeah, I'm honestly, I am torn between the nibbler, which seems so fun, and the square, which does speak to me on like a, a spiritual level. Yeah. Fisher Corbin Corp, honestly, forever. <laughs> look, look, there is no way that even if you play the square, it doesn't end up silly on some Oh, level. I, Maggie, genuinely, the square is like one of my favorite comedic <laughs> I, I oh, yeah. love the idea of trying to be taken seriously when you are like 18 inches tall, but you want to talk about the tax code. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, playing an accountant. And there may be tax code in this one shot. I, I don't I don't know if I, I think I might if no one else wants it. I think I might take the square, honestly. I don't <laughs> I cannot guarantee that I will care about the tax code, but something along those lines, certainly. If you are the square, you may be the only literate person in the party. That scans. That sounds about yeah. right. Um, the ones that looked particularly exciting to me were the ratter, the high speaker, or the nibbler. But I suspect that we are going to have to fight over the nibbler a little bit. I think everybody wants the nibbler to some extent. Gosh, that's so fun. I actually do not want the nibbler, so you guys can fight that out amongst yourselves. Oh, shit! What do you want, Katie? Well, I am debating between the rambler and the ratter because I think it would be wonderful to have a little pet and to speak with the animals. But also, I feel like I, as a person, am the rambler. You are the jester. But also, think about the amount of audio you have to cut out of the podcast. (laughs) It's just me going on tangents. Now it's my character type. That's true. I would love it if you went on tangents, Katie. I love it when you go on tangents. I know. And I saw that for uh, the Rambler, there is an ability that's called God's Jester, where my job is just to make you, my tall person, laugh. 
Also, I want to state for the record that our tall person <laughs> is the shortest among us. <laughs> wow. I think that adds extra Called money. out. Okay. Look, it's important for the audience to know that the tall person is not that tall. <laughs> I may be partial to a system that is about short people with ADHD, okay? Because I'm a short person with ADHD. Okay. We understand. We understand and we love you for this. Maggie just wants to be tall. <laughs> and she found a game where we contractually have to call her tall. I am the tall person. I am taller than all of you for once in my life. <laughs> we are we are approximately 18 inches tall. <laughs> it's so cute. And you're about to cause many problems. <laughs> On purpose. I'm caught between the rowdy and the nibbler, obviously. I'm sorry. I just realized that, that that's the height of an American girl doll. <laughs> That's cursed. Now I'm going to be imagining us as American girl dolls running around, which is kind of terrifying. You guys are very little. This uh-huh. will be a consistent We're really theme. little. Uh-huh. We're little guys. We're just little guys. You are little guys going out into a world not meant for little guys. Yeah. Okay, it's time for us to fight over our classes. Yeah, so if we wanted to do... Katie is the ratter, I'll be the high speaker, and Emily can be the nibbler. I'd be perfectly fine with but that. I don't know if I want the ratter. I like the rambler, too. I don't know which one to pick. The, I, the ratter seems to be very ranger core for you, Katie. That's true. You guys are always telling me how I have to choose something that isn't a ranger, and I'm trying to go bard route, and you guys are like, no, no, Katie, go back to the ranger. It's what you deserve. You No, don't go, ba- don't go back. Okay, let's let's read the feet. The special feat for each. Yes. So each class has their own feats. You start with all your starting feats, and then you get to pick one advanced feat. So that could also impact. Juliana, go ahead. Um, yeah, just as a quick note, also to clarify, uh, you notice us talking about these as classes or uh, with their equivalents. Uh, this isn't because the only game we play is uh, but instead this is because um, the book is very specific about the fact that it takes these playbook archetypes um, from for Hey fun, now, it doesn't say because it just says that one big fantasy role-playing game. That one big fantasy role-playing yeah, game, I, you're right. Honestly, we shan't, we shan't name them on our podcast. <laughs> Redacted. I've actually bleeped them out in every instance. <laughs> the arrow guy or the, um, the, the song and dance guy. And I am always the arrow guy i would like to be song and dance for once support me in my growth you can be song and dance then be song and dance guy i support support you in this we just didn't want you to feel that you were you were being compelled to not be the arrow guy just because you (laughs) usually are yeah you can be whatever type of guy you want to be you can tell stories with hand puppets they would be such small puppets i was thinking interpretive dance would also be wonderful Oh my god. That'd be so cute. Wait, we only get one of the advanced feats? No! Only one. I want them all. Yeah, only one. Well, if you don't know which one you want, you can wait to pick until the first time you use it later. Um, But if you do that, you might forget you have them entirely. No, I like the idea of waiting to pick. I will discover my talent on the fly in the moment of peril. When you need it most, it will be there. Exactly. If nobody else wants Rowdy, I'm taking it. Nice. I'm I'm square for sure. <laughs> okay, then in that case, I have to be the nibbler. The nibbler's yes. so fun. The nibbler's so fun. The advanced feat for the nibbler, where you can just like turn into the object that you just ate, except for your little goblin eyes and your little goblin ears. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like in Tom and Jerry when the mouse eats cheese yes. and becomes yes. a triangle. Yes. 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 <laughs> Making our characters. We all have to distribute one, two, three, and four among the stats for hands, eyes, legs, and mouth. And then we each get a plus one to one skill based on our class. I'm sorry. Our your playbook. Your playbook. It's a playbook. Playbook. Thank you. Also, remember to put an adjective on each of your stats. Yes. So oh. if we look at the character playbooks, um, you have your name and they have suggestions for names. You can skip titles and merits for now. That's generally reserved for more um, campaign style playing. And then you have your stats. You distribute one through four. And then they have suggestions for um, adjectives. You can also make up your own. I encourage you to make up your own. These are really great ways to like build what your character looks like. And then, of course, starting feats and advanced feats. Oh, my God. I love... Ah. I came up with a great name, you guys. I hope I hope other people think it's funny. I think it's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. What if I take... Okay, so the suggested names under the Rambler are Della, Gully, Muxi, Jinji, Jig, Queen, Bubs, Inca, and Toko. And Bubs just... It hits. I could literally be the Bubby. The baby. Bubby. Bubby. I will be Bubby. You should be Bubby. I need you all to know I'm dying right now because I just saw Emily's name is Crouton. Crouton. (laughs) Crouton. Yes. Spelled (laughs) K-R-U-T-O-N. I'm Crouton. Hello, Crouton. (laughs) Crouton, do you eat croutons or do you feel that's a form of cannibalism? Wouldn't you like to know? I would like to know as your sibling. <laughs> I feel like I am required to know your crouton stance. No. Okay. Final answer. Were you named because you love to eat croutons? I named myself Crouton because I like to eat croutons. I once went into the garbage bin at the back of an Italian restaurant <laughs> and <laughs> there were some leftover croutons. It was the only part of that disgusting vegetable medley. That was good. <laughs> I hear people call them croutons. I, I think given that I am the nibbler, my name is Burp. Burp! Ah! <laughs> and Norville. Norville! Avery is named to themselves Norville. Norville! Yes! Oh, oh. <laughs> how, how on earth did Norville get their name? Okay, crucially, all of the, like, square suggested names are, like, Pam and Jen and Alex and (laughs) Doug. Uh, (laughs) So I needed something in line with that. (laughs) Norville's perfect. Uh, (laughs) Are we picking feats? (laughs) Yeah, I think we're picking feats. I'm debating between Fool's Inspiration and God's Gesture because I do like the idea of my skill being entirely dependent on my ability to make our tall person laugh. Um, And I feel like I have a small leg up there but also i feel like i am also at a disadvantage because she's been inoculated against my humor for years katie and i lived together for four years it would have been more (laughs) if we had the opportunity but it's okay i love that you said that like you guys actually got divorced (laughs) (laughs) katie and maggie are more married than jack and i are (laughs) (laughs) we had no but like we had known each other a week in college and everyone around us went yes you guys are married though right they thought we had known each other from before college. Yeah. But that was not true. No. That was not true. We just clicked insanely fast and went, yeah, this is this is my person, my roommate. 
You did send me your Tumblr, like, you, very quickly. You asked for my Tumblr. You went, do you have social media? Because I saw that you, you had a Tumblr. <laughs> you can't tell somebody that you have a Tumblr and then not ask them what their Tumblr is. I feel like that's a hate crime, though, to ask what someone's Tumblr is. And you went for it. And I went, yeah, sure. Here and you, you sent go. it to me anyway. I did. I did. <laughs> they were roommates. Oh, my God. They were roommates. God's jester, both at an advantage and disadvantage, but also fool's inspiration. Because I love the idea that I can motivate people with words or a suitable grimace. Because I think I, I can emote enough that one of you will go that's a bad idea or that's a great idea i will say if you choose god's jester to try and make me laugh you can't pick it after you've made me laugh hmm. you have to be funny Katie. am i not the jester of the group am i not the poor little <laughs> meow meow we laugh at i that's not the definition of poor little meow meow and i would not say that you are the poor little meow meow of the group i think that i could be a poor little meow meow if i tried you're more of a blurbo than a poor little meow meow. Just because you're wearing cat ears right now doesn't mean you're a poor little meow meow. <laughs> and not staying in the podcast. <laughs> this is a call out post. For context, they are part of the headphones. I am not wearing like furry cat ears. I am wearing gamer girl cat ears. And you can cut that. <laughs> Katie is only wearing headphone cat ears, which are almost just as bad. I do have furry cat ears somewhere, though. Katie identifies not as a furry, but as an e-girl. So I don't use the focus. I have, I'm always focused. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> instead, I gained the frustration when someone laughs at your worldview or doesn't take you seriously. Oh, Norville. <laughs> uh, but there's a couple of advanced feats that I am torn between. Uh, both involve spending the frustration. One is, one is hear me bore. Uh, spend the frustration to share incredibly dull facts with a few people. They'll either be bored to sleep, acquiesce to you just to get you to stop, or they'll try to excuse themselves. Oh my god. <laughs> or or flare up, which is spend the frustration to make anyone present take you in the current situation seriously. Yes, even your goblin friends will try to uphold decorum for a while. <laughs> Keywords, a while. I love Norville. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> also, the really important note for our listeners out there, when... Norville the Square has the frustration. The rule book says you have to wear a grumpy face when you have it. Oh. Avery, can you give us a take of your grumpy face, please? I, I, don't, I don't know if I have a grumpy face. This is why we're workshopping it. We need to see the grumpy face. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. You can't smile while you're grumpy. Avery just gave us like a little muppet like hmm. <laughs> I'm imagining now, whenever Norville's grumpy, they look a little bit like a disgruntled Kermit. I think I am giving Norville the adjective conditionally formatted heart. I love that he knows Excel. This goblin knows what Excel is, which is really what I want to to convey here. Actually, I might do percussive maintenance. Percussive maintenance? Oh, like as a feat, not just because... I can hit any kind of contraption and make it work, <laughs> even if it's magical. If you guys are all ready, let's hear about your characters. Are we going to do little voices for our goblins? That is entirely up to you. Um... Make this unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Croton. No. If you do a voice, make sure it's a voice you can keep up. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the big leagues, guys. You can't drop your accent halfway through. <laughs> I can keep up my such voice throughout the entire podcast. I believe in me for that. Oh, I can't hear that. Do not. I, like, I, li- I could not hear that as words. <laughs> I, Maggie, I am trying to figure out what Norville's uh, big big dream is, and I would love to have like slightly more information on the setting. I was going to have us build the setting together. So if we would like to do character introductions after we build our setting, then we can do that. I think I like that. Let's build our setting. All right. All right. So the first thing we know about our setting is there are Italian restaurants. There are Italian restaurants. (laughs) Italian. There are Italian restaurants. And they serve salad. Uh So there exists bread, salad, and Italy in this world. Please, salads with croutons could be from Olive Garden. I love Olive Garden. Ooh, Olive Garden canonically exists. Sponsorship money? Olive Garden exists in this place. I think our I think our local tavern is called the Olive Garden Ooh. because I think there are olive trees outside. Oh, that's cute. And they have croutons. Mm, yes. Croutons. And they're the Italian family. They're the family Ital. The family Ital. Yep. There we go. Uh huh. We will have a couple things to build for our setting. If I could rein you guys in for a second. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Which will be half of this game, is reining you guys <laughs> in for a second. So goblins live in things called kens. These are small communities that are situated in the cracks of a larger community, such as a city or a castle or something like that. I want us to be able to build our Ken as well as build our surrounding setting, although I think it would be simpler if we stuck to some kind of town. So I would like for you guys to each provide me with two different facts about the Ken that you live in. We have acquired a children's playground set that was thrown away. And so it's a little broken, but we can we can play on it. And there are swings and slides and monkey bars. We hold meetings at the little tube. Oh, or it's a big tube. You know how you used to sit in the tube? Yeah. With all the other kids and yeah. hold yep. hold court. <laughs> I have a question, Emily. Yeah. You guys are 18 inches tall. How did you yes, get this playground into your ken? Well, you see the power of many. The power the power of many, and I take things apart and I sometimes put them together. So I I broke it and I and we all brought the pieces here and then I put it together in some fashion. Did it look exactly like how you found it, or did you make some upgrades? It looked exactly like I envisioned how I found it in my mind. <laughs> there answer. might be some kind of propellant used in the swings. <laughs> what part is on upside down? Slide. slide. Jinx. <laughs> I know, my, my instinct was also slide. But... No, I like that, because you have to climb... It's hooked up so you have to like climb up the bottom to get to the top, and then you can slide back down into like you know the little like house area that playgrounds have at the very top little platform. I I also think that perhaps you know those little rocking horse kind of things. Maybe the horse is on upside down. Where is your Ken located? Can be anything from the sewers or maybe in a park or. You've kind of taken over the basement of a building. I love sewer goblins personally. Just I was for leaning the vibes. basement like uh, mm. like very much like 
you go down, like, sort of a side street, and people have hung out their laundry, like, between the buildings and what have you. And you can just, like, open what should be, like, a cellar door, and there's just a little goblin can. In the list of things you can roll for, it says, like, this can lives in the margins of, and then has, like, the list. And one of them is an arcane university campus, and I would love to yes and Avery's, like, you know, down the little sidewind into the basement of, and we're on a college campus. In one of the alleyways, because I think it would be so funny for all of our tall people that surround us to be tired students who just go, yeah, that's the little goblin dudes. They just, they come and they do stuff. I Very, like, Discworld Unseen University style. Yes. Yeah, they're not just <laughs> university students. They're also wizards. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So you guys live in between the cracks of an arcane wizard university i think i think like Discworlds, it's like whatever the equivalent is of like the county seat or like maybe a very small state capital so like there's the admin building there's the little marketplace there's the university district i i really am drawing Discworld. Discworlds on scene university famously the librarian is an orangutan uh was turned into one uh I, I think there is a I think there is a a persistent rumor that at least one of the goblins in the ken I don't I don't know if this is a ken if this is a rumor in the ken but it is one in the university that at least one of the goblins in the ken uh, is a a wizard student who got adopted as an honorary member. Okay, yeah. okay, I love that. After failing their examinations, <laughs> honestly, yeah. goals in life. I would love to be adopted by a ken of goblins. I think that would be an ideal way to go through life. Just left it all behind and went to go live with the goblins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a big move for college. I would like to point out that um, one of the central themes of goblin life in this setting is solidarity with the outsiders. So to bring in somebody who felt like an outsider to their own community would perfectly fit well with your own community of People of goblins who were never really quite accepted by society themselves. What if there was just a regular guy in our can just hanging out? Mm-hmm. I just like, like that. over there, that's Frank. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, crucially, like, this is the rumor on the university campus. It can just be true in the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought we were establishing Ken facts here. I, I think our mom had has made him a pair of goblin ears <laughs> out of like ragtag fabric. I want to ask you guys, how old are you? Are you guys, like, children, or are you more adult children, like... like Us? Yeah. You're all siblings, but that doesn't mean that you're, like, like actually, like, very young. Age is a number. Goblins are a vibe. I will not be taking further questions. All right, all right. I feel like goblins are always kind of teens, like young teens. The, uh, the last time that I tried to present my work and was asked my age, they laughed me out of the office. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, Norville. Is Norville trying to get into the university or want to be a professor there or something? I, I, I think I think Norville is uh is probably trying to enter local government. Oh. He's civically minded. And the university the university is the county seat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I look. He he has the beginnings of a promising like longitudinal study on on Ken welfare. <laughs> it's 
he, he thinks it should be taken into account when the city, like, the council re-examines uh, some of their bylaws. Oh, it's very cute. Who's the oldest of our sibling group? And who is the youngest? And who is the middle child? Norville should either be the oldest or the youngest, but I'll leave that up to Avery. I get middle child vibes. I don't know, I get middle, I child, get middle vibes. child vibes. Yeah, I was, was going to say, okay, Norville, okay. Norville has, like, extremely put upon middle child vibes. Never mind, okay. I'm the oldest. Crouton supremacy. <laughs> Alright, Crouton. Yeah, Burp is also a middle child. <laughs> Bobby the baby! I think maybe perhaps even my name is a play on me being the youngest because the mother went, look, we have a baby. And you guys went, Bubby? And she went, no, no, baby. And you went, no, no, this is Bubby. Bubby? And then I was Bubby. It has nothing to do with my bubbly and charming personality. It's because I'm baby. Have we always lived here? No. 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 All right. Maybe we used to live outside the town and we we moved into the big city. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Maybe... Maybe mom moved us in when she met her future spouse. Because our, our mom is getting gay married, right? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Good mom is getting her. gay married. I was, I was not going to have it any other way. Yeah, I figured. Uh-huh. Mom met a wonderful goblin lady who moved us into the city. Gave us opportunities. Is, is mom's fiance a goblin? <laughs> yes. Okay. I have a question for you guys. What is something that you love about your mom? She gives the best hugs, which is a very important quality in people, but also in mothers. Yeah, yeah, it is. She she makes us all different clothes that match our personalities. Oh, out of the stuff she finds. She found something that she thought was part of the city's bylaws, but it was probably part of the city's census, but it was good reading material for, for about two weeks. <laughs> She didn't quite understand what it was about, but she knew you would like it. Norville just reading the phone book. (laughs) Yeah. There's important demographic information in the census. It's true. Did you know that the city is probably 10% wizards by volume? (laughs) Oh no, that's too many wizards. That's too many wizards! (laughs) That explains a lot! What about you, Burp? What do you love about your mom? I think our mother was very briefly, very briefly and through lots of hijinks, got got elected uh, king of the goblins. (laughs) Goblins don't really know what a king is, so it only lasted like maybe a week. Um, But she still has the shiny tinfoil crown. Oh. (laughs) And it sits very proudly on our mantle. That's very cute. What about your mom's fiance? What's she like? One time, she brought us ice cream after our mother said no dessert for the evening, and thus she earned unwavering loyalty. (laughs) (laughs) She can get in to the basement of the shop building so that I can steal from it and take their machines or change them in whatever way I want to. I'm putting in my notes, helps Crouton commit crimes. Got it. Thank you. She has taken my suggestions to wizard-proof the Ken entrance. (laughs) How so? (laughs) From careful observation, I have determined that there are a number of things from which wizards will immediately flee. Such as? Such as auditors. (laughs) (laughs) So, So is there just a goblin standing there with like a clipboard? 
Oh, I no, we have like an auditor. We have like a like a scarecrow auditor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> motion activated to play a recording of hello do you have the minute to fill out this census form do you have your forms up to date and turned in (laughs) could we have a copy of your tax records from the past five years (laughs) i was gonna say i imagine this this came about from a previous adventure where norville suggested building a tax auditor scarecrow and then crouton and your mom's fiance broke into the basement of a woodworking shop and built it Yes, yeah. I think that that is what happened. We also had to steal some wizard clothes, or not wizard clothes, some clothes to put on the scarecrow. Button-up shirt with three different pens. Oh, you had to steal a th- full three-piece suit. Yeah, <laughs> but from different suits. Different suits. Yeah, yeah. I think that we all respect our new mom uh, because. Um, you know, we have our mom and our other mom, um, and they're both mom. And I think that we respect our new mom because uh, she's really good at finding things. Um, like, she is kind of the Ken's acquisition person. So I think that she, because she's a grown-up goblin, so I think by the time goblins are, are grown, um, they have, like, things that they're known for. So, like, our mom was known for being the king of goblins for, like, a week, and our stepmom is known for finding this playground. I think that makes her, like, something of legend in the ken. All right. Let's hear about those characters. Earth Order, go. Yo, yo, yo. This is Crouton. (laughs) Does Crouton say yo, yo, yo? (laughs) No, I'm not. That's not Crouton. Like, saw, dude. Nom, nom, nom. The oldest is Crouton. And Crouton really likes to take things apart and make a lot of noise and make a lot of new machines that could help the Ken out. They might not always work, and sometimes they work in ways that he didn't expect them to. Um, But mostly, he wants to try and make life better for his Ken and worse for everyone else. (laughs) I like the end worse. It is never a crime to make the lives of wizards worse. (laughs) what What are Crouton's adjectives? Yeah. What does he look like? Well, Crouton has very calloused hands because he's always working with them. Um, And he also has tattooed his legs. And I think that he has tattooed. um, He can't read like Norville. So words that just look very cool in common. (laughs) He's totally done the, the white girl thing of the like... Mm-hmm. Kung Pao chicken tattoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like the idea that Crouton has like come home and gone Norville. Do these are these are these cool words? Do these words <laughs> are these cool? cool? <laughs> or like Norville, you have to Norville, you have to give me cool words. <laughs> yeah. Does Crouton have like tax evasion tattooed on their on his arm? <laughs> I think it is quite possible. Tax evasion is a serious business and not cool. <laughs> That means it's got to be cool. Tax evasion. Norville takes it very seriously. Uh-huh. <laughs> has to be cool. Norville has submitted taxes for the Ken to the city government for the past five years. In Cran. <laughs> no one accepts them. And I mean, I, I also don't know if Norville has like legal tender. 
<laughs> in this past fiscal year, we have accumulated 15 nuts, four snail shells, and three shiny buttons. <laughs> this is what I think the taxation rate ought to be for goblins, although there has been egregious oversight in your tax codes up until this point. <laughs> he has inquisitive, inquisitive eyes, always looking around for something oh. to, to get his little hands on and a toothy mouth with a squat frame, short and round for even a goblin, but an unruly heart. He cannot be tamed. Or tied down. He's always moving on to the next project. And that's Crouton. Hi, Hi Crouton. Hi, Crouton. Hi. Hi. Hi, tall person. <laughs> next would be either Norville or Borp. Are you guys twins? Norville and Borp? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is Norville. Norville takes many things very seriously and is very focused about them and also often finds himself quite quite frustrated when the world around him, both goblins and tall people alike, does not seem to take him seriously in return. Poor Norville. He has sturdy legs. He has moisturized hands. <laughs> it makes it easier to turn the pages. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He has gleaming eyes, a frowning mouth. <laughs> An Orville's frame is tense. His heart is conditionally formatted. <laughs> oh. Oh. When you were a child, your mom would just give you a giant box of buttons to sort. Yes. <laughs> An Orville, to entertain An Orville you. could get great grades in button sorting. I honestly, I, I think he probably has, like, little frown lines from, like, scowling all the time. <laughs> not, oh. even, not even scowling, but just, like, squinting down at, all the, at, at for example, the buttons or the tax code. Uh, <laughs> burp is burp. Burp's hands are grabby. His eyes are vacant. <laughs> His... <laughs> Sorry. His frame is expandable. <laughs> His eyes are vacant. <laughs> Are they vacant until you see something tasty? Oh yeah, they're they're vacant and a little bit cross-eyed, and then and then sometimes they'll just go like wide as dinner plates. They like like a cat, like a cat. you know? Like- yeah. <laughs> yes, like a cat. His legs are bumpy. His mouth is wide, and his heart is well-meaning. <laughs> and Bubby, and Bubby, the baby of the group, Bubby, baby Bubby, baby Bubby, um has fizzy little hands um, and clumsy little legs, but that's okay because their eyes are adorable, similar to those Thai plush toys where 90% of it is pupil, but the iris is like sparkly and colorful and it like perpetual puppy dog eyes that can be increased in intensity um, with a loud, loud mouth. And a colorful frame. Color is so good and so wonderful. And the heart. Bubby's heart is open. Ready for whatever new friends come along. No, <laughs> I think we have our little family. Or big family. Four children is a lot of children. Tall person. Tall person. Yeah. Are you a person that's actually with us? 
Or are you all in our minds? I'm I am your god. I see. Damn. <laughs> well, I, okay then. I am god. Are you a merciful god? Have you met Maggie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking. My studies have shown that probably less than 30% of wizards believe in a god. <laughs> Was this one of the census questions? Well, Norval does do his own research. Uh, <laughs> this was this was partially because of of the quantity of, of census answers to to the question of, of of you know of which to which to which temples do you ordinarily donate? Uh, because you can get sort of a tax exemption for 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 donations, uh, and and there were a number of wizards, and I think they're probably committing tax fraud, uh, who are are listing a great number of temples that they have, of course, donated to. And it seemed as though this sort of polytheism had fallen out of favor with, with, with wizards some time ago, and they certainly didn't seem to be in attendance at the temples. Uh, so. Norval keeps talking in the background. Norval snuck in! Did Norval count attendance? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wait. I think it would be so, so funny, because... Burp and Norville are uh, Burp and Norville are twins. Sometimes Burp, who doesn't have anything better to do, follows along yes. because you tend to go to places where there's good stuff. <laughs> um, meaning that there's one goblin taking very studious notes, and then there's a goblin trying to, you know, see see what a random candle tastes like in the Get background. Get the communion wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Does the pew taste as shiny as it looks? Burp is uh-huh. eating the candle while it's still lit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And and the one time he ate a candle, uh, he had a little flame like a sim above his head for like <laughs> a day. Oh. Guys, I care so much about these goblins. It's kind of unreal. Uh, if you want a little bit more of us in your week while you're waiting for our next episode, you can find us on social media, on Twitter and Blue Sky at Calamity Vault, or on Tumblr at Calamity Pod. This is where we share information, art, games we're playing next, and the occasional breakdown of the probability engines behind the games that we're playing. Uh, Not that I would know anything about that. If you want to talk games, you can reach us on any of these platforms, or email us at calamityvault at gmail.com. Keep it silly, and we'll see you next week.